Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill to the president by the middle of the week. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The final hurdle for the measure is passage in the House, which is expected tomorrow. The package will likely wind up on the president's desk without earning a single Republican vote. Beyond the $1,400 stimulus checks, help for businesses, and funding for schools, states, and local governments, the rescue plan includes a major expansion of the child tax credit. Once it becomes law, most parents will begin receiving monthly checks of up to $300 per child. Kids are in classrooms again in the UK. Back to school at last. Just to see two boys this morning stood in school uniform, eager to get out of the door, and, you know, me eager for them to get out of the door as well. Um, it's, uh, it's just a delight. But this dad knows it isn't just academic skills that need refreshing. You've not been with people for so long. You've got relationships to rebuild and there's only so many people you can talk to online. Face masks will be required in English classrooms and kids are being asked to take three COVID tests a week. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. On this International Women's Day, a Gallup poll finds more than 90% of Americans believe the U.S. could have its first female president within a decade. Right now, women head up governments in 22 countries. 119 have never had a woman leader. This is CBS News. Switch to T-Mobile for business and get an amazing deal on your business plan. Stop in-store today for details. Terms and conditions apply. See T-Mobile.com for more. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TRUNK for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 75 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TRUNK for a 50 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TRUNK. How do you keep kids moving while they're learning from home? Physical education class via computer is quite different from pre-pandemic days. Not only is the gymnasium missing, but interaction is as well. Kids really need to just have a positive experience. Catch Global Foundation's Abby Rose says the focus is on maintaining social and emotional skills. Just making sure that we're trying to intentionally build those nurturing relationships and giving them time to play and have some fun, engage with each other that way. Stephen Kaufman, CBS News. Mark Cuban speaks and the cryptocurrency market listens. After the Shark Tank investor tweeted over the weekend, his Dallas Mavericks could help push shares of Dogecoin up to a dollar by accepting it as payment for tickets and swag. It was trading at five and a half cents this morning. That's 7.6% higher than yesterday. Still 36% of the all-time peak at 8.7%. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money, whether it's just for you or for an entire family. MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. 
Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Carr. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Cars, Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. What does home mean to you? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency has several programs designed to help your definition of home become a reality. OFA's Ohio Heroes, Grant for Grads, and Your Choice Down Payment Assistance Programs are all designed to make purchasing a home affordable because life happens at home. See if you may be eligible. Visit myohiohome.org. These days we're all doing a lot more virtually, which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Are you ready for an upgrade for your home? Then check out Superior Renovations in Albany for all your home improvement needs. Superior Renovations is a family-owned business of over 20 years specializing in bathroom and kitchen remodelings. Superior Renovations is committed to superior quality and results. For your free estimate, call 740-517-8795. Great references and great prices available for your next project. Superior Renovations, 27480 Old State Route 346 in Albany. I-N-E-P-T. Coach Turf, you took your inept tech football team to Indiana Orthopedic University. IOU, that's right. We had a ball game against IOU last week. I was wondering what kind of game was it? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because uh, it was a fine ball game. You know, uh, Oysters uh, played a real fine ball game, and I am real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the football field during the ball game. And, uh, of course, IOU, they give us a fine ball game. And, uh, of course, what the fans seen, everything was all over, said, and done with was a fine ball game. Well, were you able to bring back that first win of the season? Well, no, I think what we did bring back instead was all that bad weather we had up there. We had a problem with that weather up there. You know, it was uh, storming, it was raining, it was cold. In fact, it was, it was downright bone-chilling up there for that ball game. And uh, we run into a problem because our uniforms was so clean. You know, Suds Bleachman did a heck of a job cleaning our uniforms. He did such a good job. In fact, he left a whole lot of soap in those rascals. And what happened was when that, when that rain hit them uniforms, all that soap in it made them real slippery. And that made it impossible for our boys to tackle their boys. And for, for that reason, I'm afraid to report that we didn't come back with a victory. So you might say equipment failure was part of the problem at IOU. Well, that's right. You know, if we'd had galoshes, we'd done a whole lot better. I'll be back with more. From Coach Art Turf, in just a moment. And uh, brought to you proudly, <laughs> proudly I say, by uh, Hugh White Auto Dealership right next door. Well, Coach Turf, your team failed to bring back that first win of the season at IOU. I don't think you don't ever, have to keep rumming it in, you know. I don't think we ever got a report on the uh, final score. Well, we like to put them scores in the past, but just for you and all of our listeners, I do want to point out to all the listeners that we do want to keep them updated on all the statistics. So let me look through these statistic sheets here real quick. Uh, well, that's right. Uh, the uh, It was a 49-3 and ball game. Well, Coach, I know you told me that... But statistics, you can't you can't always depend on statistics to tell the story of the ball game. And I do want to tell all the fans it was a road ball game and none of them was there. And I do want to point out to all the fans that I am real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the football field. There's, they, they was uh, conducting themselves just like gentlemen the whole time. And I am real proud of the way they conducted themselves on the road trip. You told me last week that your scouting uh, coaches, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark, were having a little difficulty getting to IOU. 
Well, that's right. You know, uh, we had a real problem. We didn't have no game ball to award last week because uh, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark had to sell that rascal to get a couple bus tickets going up there and scout them boys up at IOU. And I, and uh, we still hadn't heard from Coach Lewis and Coach Clark, so we're afraid that they absconded with the funds from the game ball and they're not long longer to be seen no more. Well, Coach, even without the benefit of a scouting report, you did tell me before the game you felt IOU owed you a victory. Well, that's right. You know, I was talking about that with Coach Marrow over at IOU, and he said he'd put it in the mail. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Bright and beautiful the sunshine is, and um, still only 29 degrees, though, but uh, going to get up to 59 today. They say 65 tomorrow, 69 on Wednesday. Yeah, boy. Yeah. It's a Monday, folks. March 8th. And of course, the year 2021. And we got a free for all edition of the party line. Well, good morning and welcome. Scott's here too, and uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. And. Um, <laughs> Still thinking about our turf and our our sound effects that we add at the end of it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um. I just um. Now we okay. Let me just make sure here. We're not repeating any episodes, right? Well, we have not for some time, though. No. Okay. No. There are some that we didn't get to because we've had guests. Well, yeah. But, I so, mean, we should um, try to figure out. Anyway, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I would like to avoid repeating, but I, I would like to make sure we get them all in. Yeah. Because each one is so uniquely nuts, <laughs> frankly. Um, and if we had a similar thing for basketball, then I would say, okay. Yeah, that's flipped to basketball. Yeah. but Or, or baseball. <laughs> or <laughs> whatever pick a sport yeah nascar right tennis golf you name it all right anyway good morning folks welcome today is monday it's march 8th as i mentioned the 67th day of the year um our highlight in history there are many of course for any given date but the one they've selected today it uh, goes back to 2014 when the Malaysia Airlines uh, flight MH370, which was a Boeing 777 with 239 people on board, vanished during a flight from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing, setting off a massive and ultimately unsuccessful search. That's right. Did they ever find that? I, I think they found maybe pieces of well, the wreckage that I mean, washed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I frankly, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure if they did. Um, let's see here. Birthdays. Actor George Coleman. I'm, I said actor. Jazz musician. Why did I say that? Jazz musician George Coleman is 86. Um, actor Sue Ann Langdon is 85. Pete Dawkins from um, 
football. Now, let's see here. Was he only college football? What was his name? Pete Dawkins. Pete Dawkins. D-A-W-K-I-N-S. Must he, be only college football. He's uh, 83. So why um, did they pull him out? Uh, let's see. He is an American business executive, former college football player, military officer. He attended the U- U.S. Military Academy where he played halfback on the Army Cadets football team from 56 to 58. I don't know. Well, anyway, congratulations, Mr. Dawkins. Yeah. Songwriter Carol Bayer Sager is 77. Uh, Isn't she married to uh, Burt Backrack for I, a while? You know, I can't help I, there. I think so. She had some great tunes. Jim Rice from Baseball, Hall of Famer this time, 68. Billy Childs, jazz, another jazz musician, 64. Uh, Gary Newman, the singer, 63. Lester Holt, my go-to guy, 62. Lester Holt of NBC News. Actor Aidan Quinn, 62 as well. <clears throat> Pete Dawkins was a Heisman Trophy winner in 1958 when he played football. Well, that must be why they... Has to be. Yeah. He retired at 83 with the rank of Brigadier General. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Who else do we have here? Actor Andrea Parker. She's 51. Freddie Prince Jr. is 45. A lot of actors and actresses today. A lot of names I just don't know. Uh, Let's skip down through here a little bit. Who's the youngest person? We have uh, R&B singer Christina DeBarge is 31. So much for that list. All right. Oh, here's page one. Okay. We'll set those aside. Um, let's see. Today is International Women's Day. It's National Peanut Cluster Day. Yum. National Proof Reading Day. <laughs> <laughs> And National Oregon Day. So. National Proofreading Day. That's the one that, you know, every day when we have this list, uh, there's one that always makes me scratch my head a little bit. And that would be it. But, uh, Proofreading. I mean, it's important, mercy, but. Uh, huh. Yeah, especially in the business of communications. Well, anything, really. You ever send a text out or, or dictate all a text? T- all the time. I'll have a typo or a misspell or yeah, something. Yeah, me too. You ever send a text out and you dictate it and it invents a word? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then you send it and then you read it after you send it? I rarely do went, the. Micro thing, microphone thing with um, those. Um, because it often doesn't do punctuation the way I would like yeah. and stuff like that. So, uh, But on the other hand, if you're, if you're driving or something, it's almost required that you, that's the only way you do it. Because you got to, Keep your t- you can't be looking at a keyboard. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be doing it anyway. Yeah. But, oh, well. Let's see here. On this day in history, <clears throat> what else do we have? Let's see. In the year 1531, Henry VIII. Henry VIII. I am, I am. Or something like that. One That's that, it. 
Peter Noon and the Herman's Hermits. There you go. Anyways, was recognized as Supreme Head of Church of England by the Convocation of Canterbury. 1817, the New York Stock Exchange is founded. I wonder how they dealt with it before. Were there international stock markets before the U.S. established such? I would think there probably were. Huh. 1817. Let's see, in 1867, British North America Act is passed in the House of Commons, serves as Canada's constitution for more than 100 years. Nineteen seventeen, the Russian February Revolution begins in earnest with protests celebrating International Women's Day. So with protests celebrating internet. Okay, I guess that's right. I thought they were saying it shouldn't be such a thing, but no. I've celebrating. Okay. And riots in St. Petersburg over food rations and conduct of the war. February Revolution, 1917. Nineteen forty eight, the US Supreme Court rules that religious instruction in public schools is unconstitutional. Hmm. Nineteen seventy three, the provisional Irish Republican Army undertakes its first operation in Great Britain. What was it? They planted four car bombs in London. Shortly thereafter, 10 members of the PIRA, again the Provisional Irish Republic Army, are arrested at Heathrow Airport while trying to leave that country. 1983. By the way, I see here, we already have mentioned the Malaysia Airlines yes. thing. Yes, yes. But there's, uh, it's also mentioned on this report, but it says one more thing that I guess I hadn't realized. It says, therefore prompting the most expensive search effort in history and one of the most enduring aviation mysteries. Now, what was the, um, the plane that, they granted for a long time. Was that the 777? Or was it... Which which one was it? It was a Boeing aircraft. Um, and they just... Uh, is it the 737s? No, I don't think so. Um, someone out there, give us a call. 592-6646. Help. Yeah, help, it was help. the 737. 737? 737 MAX. Okay, yeah, there. There we go. Yep. Okay, well, never mind, folks. Anyway, and this was the 777, right? I think so. We're going to go over to this, this report and look it up again. Yes, Boeing 777. All right. Well, let's see. Some more birthdays here. Anne Bonnie. Born in on this date in 1702. Died in 1782. And this is like a sketch of a person. But I have no idea of that name. Anne Bonny. B-O-N-N-Y. Um, I, you can tell Scott's uh, pushing his keys back there. Anne Bonny was an Irish pirate operating uh, in the Caribbean or Caribbean, whichever you prefer, one of the most famous female pirates of all time. Well, you know, now that I look at this drawing, she's bare-breasted. Oh, my. She, she's wearing clothes, but 
things are uh, exposed a bit. Mm. Well, you you better put that away. It must be Irish. Um, Irish eyes smiling at you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And not really. Well, anyway. Um, so this fits the part. The sketch. And the pirate. Okay, who else do we have here? Um, Claire Trevor. Born in 1910, died in 2000. Standing uh, in back of a CBS old-fashioned microphone. Claire Trevor is uh, was an American actress. She appeared in 68 feature films from 1933 to 1982. And she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Key Largo and received nominations for her roles in The High and the Mighty and Dead End. I just don't remember her. She was also in Born to Kill, Murder My Sweet from 1944. A lot of important films. Mm Mm-hmm. Stagecoach from 1939. Here's a name I don't even know how to say it. Juvenal... How be Arimana. <laughs> okay. Who was born in... This is a, a, a man. That was a mouthful, wasn't it? At least. Um, he was born in, on this date in 1937, but died in 1994. Now, um, the last name, I'm going to spell it. Okay. H-A-B-Y-A-R-I... M-A-N-A. Juvenile Habi Iaramana. You did much better than I did. <laughs> he was the second president of Rwanda yeah. from 73 until 1994. Quite a while. He was nicknamed Kinani, a Kinarwanda word meaning invincible. Cool. Okay, this guy's still alive. James Vanderberg, Vanderbeek. Um, I'm guessing an actor. Uh, 44th birthday today. James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek is an American actor best known for his portrayal of Dawson Leary in the WB series Dawson's Creek. Now, uh, two famous deaths Do- <clears throat> Joe DiMaggio. Jolt and Joe. Yeah. Died in 1999 on this date. Born in 1914. Another one to mention would be um, Taft, William Howard Taft, who was uh, died on this date in 1930. He was born in 1857. Former U.S. president. Absolutely. Ohioan. Yeah, I think he was born in the uh, Cincinnati area, I want to say. Really? I think so. Well, why is the Taft Memorial Inn where it is? Um, good question. Isn't it up by Marion? Um, I thought there was one in the Cincinnati area. There could be. Okay, well, Google away. Okay, he was born in Cincinnati. Okay. September 15th. We verified that. Okay. Where's the Taft Memorial located? I've been to it. I swear, several times in my life. <clears throat> oh, mm, let's see. William Howard Taft Memorial. Well, that doesn't help. It says the grave. That doesn't tell us any because it's in Arlington. Mm. Let me see what I can do here. Well, while you're dug- digging away there, uh, no pun intended. Mercy. Uh, grave digging. Let's see. The William Howard Taft National Historic Site is a historic house at 2038 Auburn Avenue in the Mount Auburn Historic District of Cincinnati, okay. Ohio. Who am I mixing up then? It's some other Ohio president whose memorial is up there around. It's above Delaware. Is it uh, Garfield? James, James Garfield. Garfield. I'll bet you. Well, okay. Harding. 
Harding. It could be. That that sounds like a bell ringer. Okay. Let's uh, try that one. Okay. Warren G. Harding Memorial is in Marion, Ohio. Hey. Got it. There you go. Not with uh, your help. Okay, let's talk about statistics. And, of course, we're it's COVID time, folks. Here in Athens, we had three new cases yesterday, three the new day before, and four the day before that. Keep it up, Athens. <coughs> um, but the total numbers we'll look at. We have um, we have had less far four thousand six hundred and sixty four cases. I think there are three hundred and two currently active. A hundred and sixty five of those requiring um, hospital care. I've got a math error here, I see. Anyway, <clears throat> let's, let's go on. So, thus far, 4,664 4, cases. 9,762 have been vaccinated now in our state. Now, that doesn't mean they have both shots if it's a two-shot deal. It means that they've started the process, and about half of those have completed. Hope that wasn't too confusing. Anyway, 4,295 have recovered out of the 4,664. I, I could have read that better for you folks. I normally do. I'll try to do better on the next section, which is Ohio. All right. Um... Let's see, today's, what, the 7th or 8th? Today is the 8th. Okay, so it was one year ago yesterday that Athens County had its first case. Okay, let's go on. In Ohio, we have had less far, as of yesterday, <coughs> excuse me, 978,000. 471 cases. Um, there are currently 77,446 active. 7,207 are in ICU. Intensive care unit. 43,674 are in a hospital setting, but not ICU. And I believe it's 26,565 are recovering at their homes. So, 978 have had it so far, 901 and 25, 901,025 have recovered. Now, deaths. I forgot to mention, well, Athens County has had 49 deaths. The state of Ohio has had 17,656 deaths. Um, statewide, the median age for all the... Um, You know, is this the median age for everybody that's had it or everybody that died? I don't know. I'll double it, check it, but they say it's 42 years of age. 
Well, it was in the, what, late 40s there for a while. So, well, my, it's, my, it's changed some time ago. I just had Yeah. My guess is it's uh, everybody that's had it. Okay. <clears throat> Vaccinations. As of yesterday, 1,970,238 vaccines have either started or been finished. That's 16.9% of our population. And I didn't mention the percentage here in Athens. That's 14.9%. Keep it up, folks. Keep it up. Um, do you think we should do the uh, the nation and world and stuff? Yeah, let's do it since it's Monday. Okay. See where we are from last week. Um, the numbers are going one way or another. Yeah, you know, well, you don't have, um, by you folks, I mean my listeners, you don't have access to this huge report I have. But very clearly to me, the things are improving. Uh, the numbers of those catching it are diminishing slowly, but still going downward. Deaths going downward. Um, all the numbers are improving in terms of how, I mean, it's still serious. We still have to take care. Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> our governor has said, what, if we get below a 50, 50 cases per something, he's going to lift all the rules, not lift them, but um, do away with a lot of the like social distancing stuff. Um other governors are have similar messages. In some states, have been lifting things. Uh, Ohio is uh, still being cautious, and rightfully so, I think. Okay, so um, in the United States, we have thus far had twenty-nine million six hundred and ninety-six thousand two hundred and fifty cases. Uh, what percentage is that against our total population? It's 8.9%. Here in Ohio, 8.3%. But nationwide, 8.9%. Oh, you want to do Athens? Okay. 7%. 7.1% of our population have been dealing with this in some fashion. Okay. In, in, in 92% have recovered. That's our county. 92% have recovered in the state. Uh, in the nation... have recovered. I think that speaks positively um, about Ohio and Athens. Okay, let me quit pulling out this and that. So, in, in our nation, we have 331 million people, give or take. Actually, let me stop for a minute. There is a... There is a stat I found the other day, which is in real time. So when you think of hospitals or funeral homes or I don't know what offices are involved, but at least those, they're constantly putting in data about deaths or births. Health departments. Yeah. Yeah. And this particular chart shows it in real time. So it's flipping all over the place. Oh, I bet. And, um, and we'll jump 10 at a time in every, every other second or so. 
uh, or 20 or negative 30 or you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, just to round it off, 331 million people live in our nation. Here it began on February 5th of last year. So it's 13 months into it now. Yesterday, there were 48,241 new cases. 48,000 yesterday. The day before that, 54,000. The day before that, 117,000. Now, sometimes on the weekends, the numbers do dip a little bit. But this is a more significant dip than customary. So I'm hoping it's good news. Anyway, thus far, our nation has seen 29,696,000 cases. The vaccination rate, we have had 87,910,000 who have received at least one shot, and many of them two. And, of course, we have the new Johnson & Johnson, which is a single. But 87,910,000 have their vaccinations either completed or underway. Nationwide, 537,838 deaths as of yesterday. And again, deaths due to COVID. There are presently... 8,800,000 active cases. All right. Worldwide. I'm taking too long on this. I apologize. In the world, there are 7,790,000,000 people. Okay, so the U.S., what's it represent in terms of the world population? Four and a quarter percent. I think that's remarkable. You know, we we often don't think of those sort of things. But, uh, you know, here's our nation with 331 million people. That's only four and a quarter percent of the world's total population. Okay. Worldwide, there have been 117 million cases. Um, Worldwide vaccinations, over 300,000. 300,200, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Oh, that's terrible, Palmer. I found you all up. 117 million cases worldwide. 300 million vaccinations. Um, Okay, that's better. Worldwide new cases yesterday, which includes every place, including our own. 383,503. Let me ask you a, a, a real question. Ask away. <clears throat> Do you think these statistical reports are helpful? Well, I, I, yeah. I or, mean, I think. Or we've... do I do them badly? Or no. Um. We've had calls from folks that uh, like to be informed that way, and I think if nothing else, it gives us a trend one way or another and you know some people say where are we in athens county how are we doing Mm. here how many people been vaccinated and it may get people thinking well maybe i should get a vaccination if we see more and more doing it and if we see more and more cases 
well, diminishing. I can't imagine. Wait a minute. I just heard something you said. I can't imagine not getting a vaccine. Yeah. That's what Folks, he's I have encouraging not, to do. I mean, it. maybe somebody out there has, but I've not heard of anybody other than a tiny sore point on your arm, which happens with any shot you get, for the most part. I haven't heard anybody having a bad time with the shots. Um, and think of what how far worse it is without it. Okay. Or what it could be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, in my mind, there's no question about everybody should get the vaccine. You know, and, a lot of people get a flu shot every year. I do. I get shingles. Yeah. Flu, and at different ages, you have a different version of the flu shot and a different version of this and that. Um, and yes, they do have a better track record, but with this vaccination being new, with Operation Warp Speed, I mean, I mean, good heavens, we could have waited two or three more years if we were back in the Stone Age trying to develop a vaccination. But it's available now, and the results seem to be pretty decent, wouldn't you think? Yes, I do. Yeah. Well, I'm torn here. We have about 12 minutes left. We have two things we could talk about. And if there's any time left, I guess we'll... I'm going to make a decision here, because this story I could delay till tomorrow. So... Well, first of all, let's do a little sports update. Oh, yes. Let's do that. Trimble, way to go. Yes, way to go, Trimble. As I've said about those young men, comes to the gridiron, the hardwood, basketball court, baseball, those young men, tougher than a $2 steak. That's tough. I'd rather go to their game than try one of those. Yes, that's right. But they win the district championship. They move on to the first game of the regional tournament. Now, with these regional tournaments, uh, they are being played at neutral sites. Now, the first few rounds were played at home high school sites Mm -hmm. with the higher seed hosting the game. And with Trimble getting that, uh, I think it was a number one or two seed, uh, of course, they got to host a couple games. Uh, They come out victorious again. They move on to the regional tournament. They play tomorrow night at 5.30 against Berlin Highland High School. They play in Chillicothe. Chile. Okay. Yes, at Ross Southeastern High School. And we'll have all the live exciting action on Power 105. Uh, pre-game at 5.15, tip-off at 5.30. So this is for uh, the first game of the regional championship for Trimble. And by the way, uh, I listened to the game Saturday. Connor, folks, if you want to hear a good broadcast of a game, tune in listen to Connor call this game so i mean it's far and above any other broadcast that you will hear and uh, connor reported that we had such a high listenership online of the game on saturday the trimble game so many people were listening not only in the southeastern ohio area but other parts of the country oh yeah too so uh very very high listenership you know with this this thing called streaming now where you can, uh, using your phone or your computer, listen to a station anywhere in the world, 24 hours a day if you wish. Um, it's a whole nother aspect of our business that we had not fully appreciated until the last few years. And... Um, and when you have a ball game and you got grandmas and grandpas and family members scattered about the nation. Yeah, alumni. <clears throat> that too, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Okay, it is. so and the so Trimble's uh, let's see, anybody else? Uh no, Trimble. Uh okay. so they're the last team in this area in the high school tournament, so go Tomcats. Way to go Tomcats. Again, catch all the live exciting action tomorrow. Power 105, pregame 515, tip-off 
at 5.30. And, again, Connor does a, a fantastic job of calling the game. Actually makes you feel like you're almost there at the game, too. Um, so, anyway, tune that in. MAC basketball tournaments start this weekend. Uh, this week, that is. Uh, the women's basketball Lady Bobcats take to the hardwood right around uh, 6.30 Wednesday evening. So they will take on number six, Ball State. The Lady Bobcats are a number three seed. So good luck to the Lady Bobcats coming up Wednesday. And then Thursday, the men's tournament starts with the Ohio Bobcats playing uh, at approximately 30 minutes after the completion of game number one, which is Toledo versus Ball State at 11 a.m. So once that game finishes, 30 minutes after that, we will go to the airwaves with the Ohio Bobcats, number five seed, taking on a higher seed and number four, Kent State. Now, should the Bobcats win Thursday, uh, they will play on Friday at 5 p.m. versus the winner of number one, Toledo and Ball State. Should they win that game, they will return on Saturday at 7.30 for the MAC championship. So there you have it, basketball lady Bobcats and basketball men Bobcats. Now there is a pep rally, and it's a little different. It's going to be done via Zoom, and it's tomorrow evening from 6.30 to 7.30. As I understand it, all the head coaches are going to be, I'm sorry, the you know, men's and women's basketball head coach, um, not coaches of other sports, but, I mean, just those two head coaches, the 110 cheerleaders, Julie Cromer, the um, athletic director, um, all sorts of people involved in this. It's going to be a, a hoop and holler. <laughs> and um, so if call the athletic department if you'd like to zoom in, okay? Many of you probably received an invitation via email. And then you make your reservation that way. I've done it. But I'm just anxious to see how many little squares of pictures. Oh, my. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll be participating. I think it'll be fun. It's different. Yeah. Tomorrow, 6.30 to 7.30. You might need a big screen for all those that zoom yep. in. Sure. Now, um, the other topic I wanted to go over is... Um, I can't believe we've cut ourselves down to six minutes. Oprah Winfrey. Last night had a two-hour interview with Harry and Meghan, right? Or yes. Meghan? Yes. Suddenly that didn't sound right. Meghan Markle. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they pushed it hard. And indeed, it was worth it. Um, you know, here is a part of the royal family that has... They have questions about being part of the royal family. Well, I, 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 Scott, you watched it. I watched it. That's... Um, you take the lead on this. Well, it, it was obvious during the interview that... Uh you know, they, they felt very pushed out of the royal family. Uh, they asked for help in so many different ways, according to what they both said. And uh, that was ultimately the bottom line for them doing the exit uh, from the royal family was lack of support. Uh, they reached out to the people they kept referring to as the firm. And uh, apparently th that's what they call the royal family over there. Now, again, they had gave a very unflattering depiction of what it's like to live there in Buckingham Palace and uh, be a part of the royal family, and they basically felt like they were trapped and couldn't do, say, go anywhere, do anything. And uh, Meghan Markle stated she was on the verge of, of suicidal thoughts because of uh, being told she couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Couldn't go here, couldn't go there. Uh, also, uh, they encountered what they referred to as racist attitudes about their child. And uh, again, the firm being the source of those and 
Prince Harry would not name who the person was that was behind all this. They cut off security for uh, Prince Harry, uh, Princess Meghan, or I guess a duchess, I guess she is. But uh, they were more concerned about protecting Archie, their baby, their little boy. Uh, you know, now that the parents were. Yes, Meghan and Harry. Now they've, who knows, roiled the British family. Harry said he and his father don't talk anymore. Uh, but he did say that it was not his grandmother, the queen, who was behind this uh, with the lack of support and lack of help. Now, my thoughts were the queen could have sent the order to help with this. Now, obviously, we're not part of the royal family. We don't live there. Uh, but she did accept the relinquishing of Harry's army um, rank and his title, uh, too. That's what they called it. They, they didn't say he was uh, stripped of that. They just said that he relinquished those uh, to the queen. But uh, it was, uh, again, very, I thought, very revealing about what they encountered. You know, they spoke of Prince William and Kate being trapped in there too and there's a long line of apparently the establishment the firm uh w- what they referred to as the so-called leadership there in uh, buckingham palace dictating things well your thoughts um Okay, so with the lineage that exists, would would that couple have the opportunity to rise? He has, um, let's see, he has an older brother or a younger brother? Older. Okay. William's older. He'll be next in line after Prince Charles. Well, with that in mind, the odds of his becoming king or whatever the right title would be mm-hmm. is somewhat unlikely, right? Yes, one would think. And I don't know how important that would be to him, but evidently not very if... <laughs> I just think they are a really classy couple. Yeah, I do too. And I don't know if I would want to be a king. Um, I don't know what being a king really means anymore. Uh, There were times when kings had the ultimate power of everything. They could point to someone and say, behead them. But that's not society today. No, it is not a barbaric society we live in today. And, well... Although some might beg to differ. We're out of time. But it's certainly something to ponder, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex open up about ditching the royal family for a life in the U.S. Correspondent Wendy Gillette has details on a CBS exclusive. Rude and racist are not the same. Meghan Markle explained why she thinks her treatment by the U.K. tabloids is different from other members of the British royal family. She and Prince Harry also told Oprah Winfrey Queen Elizabeth said she was too busy to see them. When you're head of the firm, there is people around you that give you advice. Okay. And what has also made me really sad is some of that advice has been really bad. Prince Harry said racism was a large part of why the couple left Britain. Meghan says she had suicidal thoughts before their exit. Royal contributor Tina Brown tells CBS this morning. This is uh, a hand grenade uh, that has been thrown, you know, into the heart of the institution. The couple is expecting a baby girl. 
The task at court in Minneapolis today, choosing 12 people to serve as jurors in the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin, WCCO-TV's Esme Murphy. Defense attorneys had asked that because of the pretrial publicity, the case be moved out of the Twin Cities metro area. The judge said no, in part because there is not a place in the state or country where most people have not heard about George Floyd's death. The judge will consider adding a third-degree murder charge to the second-degree charge Chauvin is already facing. Ahead of this international National Women's Day, the president signed a pair of executive orders. CBS's Steve Dorsey. The first executive order will create a White House Gender Policy Council. It aims to combat gender discrimination and sexual harassment, address the wage gap, and expand opportunities in education and leadership. The other order will direct the Department of Education.